Hey, and welcome to the Marketing Automation Podcast by Active Demand, your weekly dip into the world of marketing automation, where you get tips for your agency, SaaS product, or B2B company. I'm your host, Adriel, and why don't we get it started? My guest today is Dan Harris. Dan is the Vice President of Strategy and Client Success at MindsOn, which is a B2B marketing and sales enablement company in Ohio. And he's also the host of a really cool podcast that you should definitely check out called The Minds on B2B Podcast. Welcome to the Active Demand Podcast, Dan. Hey, hey, Adriel. It's a pleasure to be here. And I thank you so much for mentioning how cool my podcast is. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's a great compliment. Well, there's not too many podcasts out there that, that, that hit on uh, B2B marketing. And it's something that I'm, I really love. I've, I've been doing B2B marketing for... Uh, Oh, I don't know, 16 years or maybe a little bit more or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I love B2B. Tell me, how did you get into kind of specializing in in B2B marketing? Well, I I was birthed there um, in my early career. I fell in love with complex sales. Um, I, I sought out companies that were selling software and technology or uh, manufacturing products that took time and were more expensive. Uh, and I love the idea of, uh, and back then I even loved the idea of understanding these buyers and, and the buyer groups and what they needed and what they wanted and being able to go to these meetings from a sales perspective and from a marketing perspective and deliver a message and a solution that matches the pain point and the challenges that they have and asking questions that drive deeper into what their needs are so we could land in a business, deliver a high level of service, and then um, end up becoming a partner for a long period of time. And that's, it's relationship. And I think that's what B2B marketing and sales is. It's about relationship. Awesome. Yeah. A couple of things you said there, like have uh, really ring true with me, the idea of, uh, of looking at that, uh, that, that complex sale and all the different things you need to, to help to close that sale is something that's really interesting about B2B that, um, you don't get with a lot of B2C out there. A lot of B2C, it's, it's kind of, uh, you're doing a lot of brand awareness. And then when the time comes for the sale, the sales is fairly quick. Uh, but yeah. B2B is very different. There's all these different stages of the buyer journey and you're always looking to, uh, to deliver the right kind of thing. And I think that that kind of plays into uh, we're, what we were talking about uh, uh, before the podcast here was, was this idea of a, a full funnel assault. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like, I like the name number one and oh, I think yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody understands the funnel when you talk about it, but they talk about it in different ways. And I think from a full funnel assault, I look at it not only from what you do, but how you fund the full funnel assault. Hmm. And, um, you know, we working with over 200 clients over the last you know 18 years, uh, we see uh, this, this tremendous pressure being put on marketing executive and sales executive to generate leads, right? Mm-hmm. More leads, more qualified leads. Um, and they fund the middle of the funnel lead gen efforts. And what happens when a company or a team does that is they'll pretty much drop the leads into the middle of the funnel, disqualify them, qualify them, and they're left with very few opportunities. And then they go, well, what's next? Right? And they're looking for the next technology, the next product, the, the next message to deliver the next lead. And mm-hmm. um, I think when you think about it from a full funnel assault, the first thing you need to do, and this is, it's, 
it makes so much sense, but it sometimes gets overlooked. First, you have to educate, inform, and build awareness around the company itself and the products that you sell into market to that buying group. And that takes a lot of effort um, to really focus in on the, your particular value proposition, your product's value proposition, and um, what's different from all the other competitors out there and why they should buy from you. So that's at the very top of the funnel. And that needs to have investment uh, because people are searching for resources. They're searching for information. They're searching for help. They're not ready to buy yet. They just want to know what's available. And I think there's a stat out there that says something to the effect of, you know, 67% of people now are going out and doing self-service on the products and services and they're looking to buy in B2B. Mm-hmm. And they're not talking to a salesperson until they're informed. So when you think of it at that level, if you are just doing lead gen and you're going out and you're just talking to people, they're not ready to buy yet because they don't know you, right? And if they don't know you and know why you're a good fit for them, they how do they like you, right? And if they don't like you or like what you have, how are they ever going to trust that you're the right solution for them? So I, I kind of go back to that no like, and trust mentality at the top of the funnel when you're looking at this full frontal assault. And it makes it easier once they're in the funnel and they know, like, and trust you to be able to have deeper conversations around why you're the best fit compared to your competitors. You know, so then, then you take a look at that and you start to invest in demand generation before you even get the lead generation, right? So mm-hmm. demand generation is taking that larger group of people and understanding what they know, like, and trust about you and creating demand from those people where you narrow it down, you know, cause I always look at, you know, for me, I think marketing is a science and you have to learn what works and what doesn't from a, um, a messaging perspective, a brand perspective. But when you get into sales, sales is math, right? It's take, take the big number, get it down to a qualified smaller number, identify what their needs are. And now you have a lead, you know, because demand, you have to have demand for your product. The only way to do that is to let the let the audience know who you are, what you do, and they need to know, like, and trust you. So that gets you to that MQL or that you know marketing qualified lead. And then at that point, when you think about a buyer, if they've learned sixty seven percent of what they want to learn on their own, and they're reaching out to a salesperson, that salesperson should know the journey that they went through to get to this point. And this kind of brings up the other part of this full funnel full funnel assault your internal sales team needs to know what marketing's doing in the market what what and how they're positioning your products and services and the feature sets that they're positioning and the personas that they're they're trying to go after because if they know that they're going to the sales team's going to be well informed and be able to easily transition the demand into uh, a qualified sales lead that they can work to close yeah, exactly. That's one thing that uh, that I noticed that a lot of, uh, you know, typically we're, we're selling our marketing automation platform to uh, marketing teams, but every once in a while we sell to sales teams. And one of the things that sales uh, really gets out of this kind of uh, platform is the ability to see uh, in in the, the prospect notes, the, see what insights they can get out of them. What pages on the website did they visit? Which white papers did they download? Which webcasts have they signed up for? 
what did they say on chats uh, on on the website with uh, uh, with people? So it kind of helps to to better understand how how educated your your customers are, because that initial sales call you could end up throwing a bunch of stuff out there that maybe the prospect already knows. Maybe maybe you're kind of yeah. preaching to the choir. They've already <laughs> uh, you know one of the things you're mentioning there, trying to make them like you. Like I think. Uh, one of the ways that we're trying to do that is by uh, talk about a particular marketing philosophy, right? And if we if the other person agrees with that philosophy, well, it makes it makes them like us, right? And I think that that's a, a very strong and very specific way of doing it. Yes, um, yes. And and seeing whether our prospect has seen that information and still continued is super interesting. And seeing if they've, I don't know, for example, seen the pricing and then continued is also super interesting. <laughs> and it yeah, really, it, it, really helps that first sales call, right? It does. And I, I think if you if you go back to how you like to buy, and say you're on a phone, you've done your research and you pick up the phone, you think somebody should understand, uh, hey, I'm shopping for a car. I've done all this research. I know what I want. And I get on the phone and they're not looking at their systems. They go, well, how can we help you? And what are you looking for? And you know, uh, you know, tell me more about how you're going to use the vehicle and those type of things, right? It's it if you have the insight from, you know, the platform itself that can equip you to have a, a deeper conversation about the things that they saw, like pricing, right? Uh, even saying to the fact, being super transparent and authentic, um, I recognize and, and and see that you've looked at our pricing. Uh, so what do you think? I mean, are are we in the ballpark, or you know? What other types of features would you like to add, or is there some way we can, you know, uh, work with you to better understand what you're looking for from a pricing perspective? You know, um, so creating questions based on where somebody's been, what they've read, what they understand, or just offering yourself as I'm sure you've looked at multiple pages, pricing, um, how we deliver, you know, what to expect, those type of things. So, what questions do you have? Being more of a servant. Um, from a prospect's perspective in helping them truly understand fully what you have to offer. Yeah. You know, I've, I've talked to some, some salespeople that, that sell into very specific industries and typically what they'll have is they know what questions or objections come up 90% of the time. It's almost like a checklist that they have. And yep. really what they need to see is which ones did marketing already do? Therefore, I don't have to bring it up again. I don't have to bring up this objection that's already been handled. They've already seen the pricing and they continued. Okay, I don't need to like build up, uh, like, like go crazy on on building up the value or talking about the price. I can talk about the specific uh, objections that the client is, is likely to have left. And that's, uh, that's a very powerful place to be because I think the, the most annoying sales calls I'm on are when the salesperson is trying to, and I've I've done my my fair share of sales training, and where the salesperson is trying to overcome objections that I don't have or that have already been <laughs> overcome, and those are it's so annoying because it's like as as a as a sales uh, a practitioner, I've uh, I've been on the other side of the fence and I know what they're doing, and it's annoying because it's wasting my time. Oh, exactly, exactly, and I I guess the 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 key thing with all of this is really. Um, if marketing and sales is aligned um, and the full funnel assault is a joint effort, and not only is it a joint effort, I, we're working with clients right now where they have uh, you know, product marketing, uh, marketing communications, and then marketing working together, and then they're working with the sales team, and then the sales team is involved with the implementation and service teams because it's, everything now is a journey, not just to the point of sale 
but it's post-sale. Hmm. So from a, from a full funnel assault, this is, this is another key thing uh, we've recommended and it works really well, is if you think about a buyer, when they're close to making a deal, um, what do they need to know? Or what do you think, what can you anticipate what they want to know? And um, I always tell our clients, it's they want to know who, who am I going to be working with? What mm-hmm. does it look like to implement this? How long is it going to take? Are there any additional costs? Um, how are you going to respond and answer my questions? Um, how do I go about doing that? Right. So, and it's it's funny. I I the first time I told this to a client, it it was related to, uh, you know, my first child. We bought a book. We bought a book called What to Expect When You're Expecting. Mm-hmm. So when the baby came, we knew exactly what to expect. And I think clients would like to have a book that says what to expect when I buy this product. So right before close, if if a company would deliver, here's the package, and it answers all those questions that we talked about, it's going to make them trust you more because now they know through this means that this is what to expect. And again, that's where that transition from a closed deal to implementation to delivery to client success afterwards, uh, it's delivering on the promise that marketing made originally and sales signed. And now the success comes with the additional delivery of care and um, taking uh, great effort to nurture that customer and hopefully uh, upsell or resell uh, or renew when the time comes. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, that's that's one thing that I've been working on recently on our website is uh, is just, uh, and, and, and the rest of the marketing teams when we're working on as well, is making it dynamically change the content content based on on where they are in the buyer's journey and one of the things that we've we've done um and just enhanced recently here is if you sign up for a trial we're not going to try to push you to a trial anymore now we're going to try to get you to book a demo so we can show you how to how to use it and show you all the different pieces of it and we're going to try to send you some uh self-help information in a variety of different formats whether it be youtube white papers or articles and all that kind of stuff and it's nice that the website can change and the emails can change and all this stuff can change so that we're not still beating the the drum that you've already done. And I mean, like for, yeah. for most people out there, they probably had the experience of, uh, hey, I researched this thing, I bought it, and now you're still telling me to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, it shouldn't you shouldn't be pitching me to buy it. Maybe you should be trying to sell me warranty or maybe you should be trying to sell me something else on top of it or, or tell me about the product and make me fall in love with it and, and really sink your teeth in. Right. And, uh, I think yeah. there's, there's too few companies out there that are doing a really great job of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, from a, when you think about the funnel and it uh, in and of itself, um, I think it's important as you build your budgets out, um, think about the tools you're going to use. Make sure that they have the capability to do, do the things that you're talking about. Um, and even, you know, uh, one of the things I think that a lot of times in B2B people forget is that you're not, you're not selling or marketing to just one person. It's a group. Mm-hmm. So any time you can track, like you said, what, what you've delivered already, and then this is just a tip, and it seems to work really, really well, because there are multiple people in the buyer cycle um, in this group, why not have the ability for everything that you deliver to them to be sent to that group and shared, right? Because if one person's taken the journey already, their obvious goal is to research and then recommend. So why not create the share capability 
and share what you found with a number of people so that they get access to it too. And they don't have to work as hard to go to those links, to download those resources. It's there for them to consume, to make a decision. And on the full frontal assault, the easier we can make it for a buyer to buy, the more likely are to sell to them. Yeah, that that recommendation and and, and working within a group is something that we see quite often, actually, um, uh, marketing our, our software. Uh, we, you know, we mark, might market to uh, someone at a particular company and then five minutes after we've done the thing, whatever the thing is, maybe an email, maybe they, they visited the website, we see someone else from the same company show up and immediately sign up for a trial. It's like, ah, exactly. I know why that happened. <laughs> it's it's yeah. nice to have that, t- that tie in at the organization level, because otherwise you miss the attribution and you don't get to yes. see where they where they came from and and why they got to you and and what marketing helped helped them along their journey. Yeah, and it's 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 more than that too. It's once you see them, it's that response, right? So if sales is looking at it and they're seeing this happen, if they don't respond to it, um, you're going to end up losing the deal because typically what we see is the first company to respond and respond well. Um, usually wins the business, right? Mm. If you just like a trade show, you know, you go to a trade show, you load all your leads, and then you don't do any nurturing, you don't send any follow ups or whatever, um, those leads go cold within a week or two, mm-hmm. right? So there needs to be that way when you're in the system, you see something happening, respond. And I know that's hard for smaller organizations that have uh, fewer salespeople, but I would seriously recommend on an assault level, uh, that response time needs to be shortened over time. And as you shorten over as as you shorten over time, you're going to see uh, a much higher conversion rate. And um, so, really, I I, I think um, as a as a marketing person who also sells, I understand the complete buyer's journey all the way through. And each one of these things, every team needs to be doing it. Marketing needs to respond quickly, sales needs to respond quickly, and then the service team and support team needs to respond quickly to really win over and create a loyal loyal comp, uh, loyal prospect and customer uh, for long-term uh, benefit. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, th- there's been a couple of times uh, and only a couple of times in, in recent uh, memory with me where I've signed up for something or done something on a website and I've gotten a call fairly quickly from that company and they know my information and they're ready to help and they're, yep. uh, they're on point, their sales methodology is good, where it's like, man, this is good. Oh, man, <laughs> why can't everyone do <laughs> like this? This is, this is what I want from, from every sales uh, experience is that really nice handoff from marketing where marketing's done its job and getting the right content to the prospect, getting them to that, that point when they're ready to convert. And then sales picks it up to like seamlessly where marketing's left off and, uh, and, and kind of, uh, gets in and does their thing. That's uh, such a good experience. And and really, despite all the software and all the, the technology out there, it's still something that I've uh, seen as fairly rare on the uh, on the customer side of things. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, I think from a, a marketing perspective, you know, the listeners that are listening, um, you know, I, w- I would say take a look at your approach to how you work with sales and support and service and look at your funnel and look at, if you were to earmark the dollars that you're spending, if it's all lead gen, um, you need to expand that and think about the full funnel and how you can impact the full funnel all the way through. And it's the other part of this too is in that full funnel assault, you have to think about it. Like if you 
have resources, and those are all written PDF resources, uh, you're going to miss a large opportunity of your uh, customers or prospects in that process. You have to really diversify the media that you use, and um, you have to assemble it in a way that it's easier to consume. And I think easy is the key point here is make it easier for somebody to buy from you, and they're more likely to buy from you. The best way to do that is deliver content that matters to them, it's personalized, and um, it's easy to consume and share. And I, I mean, at, at the that's the best recommendation I can make. And as you look at your site, you look at the resources you have, you know, what kind of fuel are you putting into your tools um, to be able to get the best result? And uh, most companies want uh, high octane fuel, but they're not willing to invest in it, or they only invest in it in one part of their business or one part of their, their uh, approach. So that bottom line, that's, that's kind of my, my thoughts based on 200 plus interactions with B2B clients. And um, uh, I'm glad I had the opportunity to share it with you. So for the companies out there that want to put your full funnel assault uh, uh, to work for them, how do they get a hold of you and where do they find you? You know what? I'm a relationship guy. And I would say connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me. It's Danny D. Harris on LinkedIn. Um, and if they would just want to contact me through email, it's dan.harris at mindson.com. That's M. I N D S O N dot com, um, and I'm I'm on social uh, all the time, so uh, they can look me up. Happy to have a call, talk more about it. I built some models that represent it, and we work our clients through that process. And uh, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun, and I think anyone who engages in it will learn something as well. Awesome! I'll make sure to put those links in the show notes. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show, Adriel. It's a pleasure, and thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening this week. If you think someone else at your company should listen to this podcast, send them the link activedemand.com forward slash podcast. We've also got lots of great articles on our blog that go into really specific in-depth topics to help you out. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like covered, shoot us an email at support at activedemand.com or send us a tweet. Thanks again for listening and have a killer day making your business better through automation.